What's up, y'all? And welcome to the highly anticipated session of That's What She Said for the Love of Hip Hop. For those of you who are new to who I am, I am your host, Shelby Swanson. Before the launch of That's What She Said, I was in a three-year love affair with my very first podcast titled Passing Period. Passing Period was centered around something I am very passionate about, which is hip-hop music. So now, as I embark on this new chapter and the creation of my next podcast, I feel that it is only proper to throw it back to my roots and dedicate an episode to one of my truest loves. So join me on this month's episode, For the Love of Hip Hop. Wow, that is really hard. You really think you can go all day long? Well, you always left me satisfied and smiling. She said, Welcome back. Let's get on into it. So we are here for our next episode of That's What She Said, titled For the Love of Hip Hop. I'm going to go around and do introductions. So traditionally... I let the uh, guests do their own introductions, but I spent some time thinking about this. I have just a few little things that I want to say about each of you that are kind of just sentiments that I want to share about why you guys are here with me in the first place. So I'm going to start with Hayden. We've got Hayden joining us on the podcast today. Um, One of the reasons why I wanted Hayden here, Hayden is part of this certain realm of my hip hop collection. Um, I have like memories with Hayden listening specifically to Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Like every time, every time I listen to Del, I always think of Hayden, especially uh, the No Need for Alarm album. That's like where it's at with you. I definitely feel like um, my memories with you, Hayden, fall into this certain category of hip hop that um, are very reminiscent for me. So I'm happy to have you on here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Next, I'm going to go over to Drew. I've got my girl Drew in the house coming in from Texas. And uh, Drew, man, what is there to say? Like, Drew Drew is, for me, when I think of you, Drew, I think of um, Nas. Um, and I think of, like, Red Man and Method Man, Wu-Tang Clan. Um, really, like, where am I in my memories of Drew is, like, bailing out during whatever class it was we had together during high school, like driving to our spot, smoking bowls, and listening to hip-hop together. It was a lot of good memories. Um, I know Drew got me turned on to, like, Common, um, a lot of Wu-Tang stuff, and then um, she got me into, um, like I said, uh, Nas, too. Nas is, like, always, uh, always makes me think of Drew. So thank you, Drew, for joining us. And then we've also got Jero in the building. And I I gave Jero the full disclosure here that I would be hyping him up tonight because (laughs) this is a first for um, That's What She Said History because we've got a celebrity in the house tonight. Jero, Jero is going to be like the guru of hip hop for me. Jero, I know you've got just like a plethora of information when it comes to hip hop. Uh, Jero hosts his own hip hop show in Chico called Flipside Radio. 
and uh, he is going, I'm just excited for all the knowledge you can drop on me because I know, Jero, that you are a little more in tuned with like newer stuff and newer artists, more modern stuff. So um, I am hoping to have that brought to the table on this episode. Thank, so thank you for, thank you, Jero, for joining us as well. Thank you for having me. Happy to be on with y'all. This is going to be fun. Yeah. So I'm I'm super excited to have you guys here. I feel like you are each going to have something to bring to the table. And I feel like we all probably have different ponds that we've been getting our toes wet in for over the years, our own preferences for artists. So I'm going to start off by asking you guys, I think this will be very telling of where we are at with our uh, hip hop choices. Um, I'm going to ask you guys if we could just start off by picking five hip hop artists to be in your group or on your team, who would those hip hop artists be? So I want you guys to think about either like five individuals or five groups that you feel are like some of your favorite, some of the most talented. So I want you to tell me who you would choose and then give me a little bit of a rundown why you would choose these people. Okay, I will start with this so I could give you guys a little bit of think time on this one. So, this was really hard for me to figure out because um, there's a lot. There's a lot that, um, there's a lot of names, a lot of heads I can name here. But if I were to have five hip hop artists in my group or on my team, um, one artist I know for certain I would have would be Guru or the Gangstar Duo. Um, yes. Yes. Guru, Guru. Um, started everything for me like I remember hearing um code of the streets like one of the first tracks I ever heard by guru I'll have I'll share a memory with that later on but I know that guru and really just with DJ premiere like the gangstar group I would have to put on my team um tribe called quest always staple to the hip-hop game yep yep um I would throw Dell in my group, on my group, in my group as well, because um, Del, man, he's got, he's got the voice, he's got the rhymes, he's got it all. Um, Biggie, because you can't not yeah. have Biggie, right? Biggie. Yeah. Um, and then one of the artists, the, my last artist that I wanted to throw into my group or to be on my team is gonna be Murs. Um, nice. I, I love Ooh. MERS. Ooh. Yes, I love me some MERS. I've got like just tracks on tracks on tracks of him in my library. Um, he's definitely one of those artists where I have just so many different songs that I love by him. And like, I follow him on social media. He's actually like a really cool dude. I've met him a couple times too. Like, he's just super smart. He's a very well-rounded person. He's somebody who I can really appreciate as an artist and as an individual, so. I gotta put Murs in there as well. So I've got Guru, Murs, Tribe, um, Guru, Murs, Tribe, Biggie, and Dell. Those are my five. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like Those it. are a good five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a strong five. I'm happy with it. Thank right? you. Right, but you surprised me though because there was one I was betting on would be in there and it wasn't. And I guarantee you, well, it's in mine, but damn. <laughs> I, okay, I was I'm almost positive it was gonna uh, be on yours. I'm curious. Well, let's hear yours then. Yeah, go, yeah, Drew. Yeah, go for it, Drew. 
Well, okay, so this was difficult for me because it really brought around a lot for me as a, a female and being young and everything. So growing up with hip hop, the five that was very, very influential for me that I would 100% have on my team. I mean, it would be Wu-Tang, like 100%, it would be Method Man, but like, we'll throw our red man, we'll do, you know, <laughs> we'll do all of that with it. But I'm going to go with Chance the Rapper. He's a solid one for me. I'm definitely going to go with Nas, obviously. He's yeah. a oh, for me. Yeah. I know. I have uh, and then yeah. my last two were difficult because I feel, I feel torn. Because these last two are very, very pivotal for me, especially with hip hop. Um, but there's an alternate that I would have if I had the option to. Um, so with that being said, with those three, I would probably also go with Slug. Oh, I, nice. this is who you thought I was going to say. I had, him on, I had him on my maybe list. I know. Hayden's like, nah. <laughs> no. And the only reason, the only reason that I didn't put him on there is because he's just been, it's been a little bit more dad rappy for me lately. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm all totally old school. Right? right. It's gotta be all old school slug for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can get behind and that. So, Wait, that was four, was so, so the last two that I would have, so my last one that I, ooh, he's very real man and he's raw and he does not filter himself. And that's something that I really love about him because that's very difficult to do and to like put on. So, Hopspin would be another one of mine, but my oh. alternate would be Lauren Hill because she's a female and she's a badass and she's vulnerable and she puts all of her business out there and she tries to have it, it's it's flowetry, you know what I mean? Like it's not just hip hop, there's mm -hmm. so it's so much in with that. So, and then it hurts my heart because I'm like, well, what about Blimes and like all my other female artists, but it's like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, I need to put some of the females in there. I'm like, put all these other guys are so good. <laughs> it, it, it's nostalgic and that's what it is. It's these people that started this for us and that have this on this path and then that, like keeps that fuel going. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They keep feeding that for us. But then there's all these women in it now and I think that's a major difference. So people will look at uh, like Cardi B and Megan Stallion mm -hmm. and they'll go, oh, that's all crap. And that's just, you know, we're talking a lot of shit, a lot of cussing and a lot of everything else that's going on. True, but also you are missing the complete entire point of everything that they're doing. And the fact is she's actually an incredibly intelligent human mm -hmm. being. She's very much involved in politics. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but she is actually mainstreaming for women the one thing that has been mainstreamed for men forever, and that's sex. So, yeah. you know, why? like I understand that you think it's ignorant and it's not up to par, but she is literally paving ways for people and women mm -hmm. to be comfortable and mainstream that and get that conditioning out of our heads that it's only okay for men to be attracted to things. That Madonna people. didn't do. The only difference yeah. is she raps. That's the only <laughs> difference. She raps and she's a minority. That's the only difference. Madonna Ben did all this and was very, you know, overly sexual or maybe not overly but aggressively sexual right yeah. and like kind of taking yeah. that back and saying that this, this isn't just going to be a man's world right like mm -hmm. well women can be sexual too you know yeah and consider tlc you know miss yelia as well yeah Ooh. yeah tlc oh my heart miss <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, elliot that's another one that always makes me think of drew yeah got it yeah yeah legend
Legend. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, all right. I guess I'll go. But like, okay, so the favorites and like top five is very hard for me. Yeah. Um, so what I was thinking about is like if I had to break it down to like producers and MCs, like uh, or groups, you know, individuals, it's like I could I could pick five tops for everything. Like, uh, I could also do alternates for for Drews as well because like first like okay if I'm just doing like if I'm doing MCs for sure Nas. Yeah, uh, mm. and that's because that dude, straight up, just like he showed me like what sort of my anxiety was as a kid, and the way like the way he wrote, the way he writes, uh, especially especially Illmatic was foundational for me to understand like you know the depths of the poetry and like really reading between the lines and stuff, um, and uh, and it's got like it's got this. It's got this panache to it, you know. It's like it's panache. Um, uh, yeah, all of Nas does. Like that's. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why uh, he's so like, like such a legend. Yeah. If I'm doing just individuals, right? It'd be Nas for sure. Doom, MF Doom, all the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, um, but he like fits into every single category because you know producer, right. rapper, everything. Yeah, and uh, then uh, oddly, I would say uh, I don't know if a lot of people know him, but Idea. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, like it didn't like for me it didn't really like necessarily age well, but that was actually my first introduction to most hip hop, and especially like really like really wordy stuff, really lyrical stuff. It's like mm-hmm. kind of not that musical sometimes, but um, but like really really profound and clever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see where, where am I? Uh, uh, Eminem. Duh. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Someone had to bring up Eminem. I don't yeah. ha- I don't have that much of a relationship with him, but I know the talent that's there, so I'm glad that you were able to bring that and, uh, share that. Then like okay, so it's like there's just so many I can keep going, but um uh like Sean Price is another really really huge one for me. So like I don't know if you guys are familiar with Health of Skelton, but yeah. uh, that that shit is woo. And uh and then uh Darkmind. Darkmind is Kevrock and uh Extra. Uh and they might i think they only made like one like really good one-off album but like if, for me it was just it's it's like one of those staples that really brings me back to the beginning of it all for myself and um but you know in terms of producers and stuff that it's like you've got like i mean like pete rock jay dilla you've got uh, dj premier premier for sure Primo. yep mm-hmm. uh do you guys see the thing he did with mark Rebier? Mm-mm. no very good, very good. With this guy, uh, I can't remember his name, playing bass as well. Um, and uh, like Reggie, dude, Redman, all the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just in terms of rappers, like, come on. Yeah, uh, love me some Pete Rock. Pete Rock is great. Uh, God, now I'm blanking. There's just too many to think of. Uh, Madlib. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all the Quasimodo stuff. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I don't know. I, I keep going. So yeah, anyway. You you covered it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerome. All right. Let's so the way it. I kind of thought about this because when you put a team together, I didn't know if you meant like uh, to put an album together, or whatever. So the way I thought about it was as uh, from the perspective of a radio host, and who would I want to have a conversation with, right? Dope. So uh, I like that. Uh, yeah. Right now would have to be like current artist J. Cole, 
because what he's yeah. doing is insane. That album was crazy. Mm-hmm. The freestyle he just dropped on uh, Los Angeles Leaguers was nuts. Yeah. Bar for bar, it was the best verse I've heard in the past couple of years. Can uh, I can I interrupt you for one second? Please, because I'm please. happy that you brought up J. Cole. I was hoping somebody did. I was reading something about him. Like, it must have been sometime last year how he was talking about how, like, there's a lot of people who don't want to rap with him anymore because he's just, like, <laughs> too fucking good. Like, yeah, he, he kills everyone it's right a, now. It's insane. Yeah, he's definitely, like, one of the artists today. Like, there's not, like, I'm pretty comfortable in the world of hip hop that I'm in, but, um, with like newer stuff, current day stuff, like J. Cole, J. Cole's my dude for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude dropped an album that he knew was going to be a monster. At the same time, he's playing professional basketball in Rwanda today. <laughs> that's, that's crazy to me. What? Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah. I definitely, I definitely want to holla at him. Um, I want to interview him. Uh, Kendrick and just be like, where you been, dog? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's supposed oh, to be yeah. coming out with a new album soon. He's been supposed to be coming yeah. out with a new album. Like, <laughs> I, the world is basically burning around us. There's all this crazy stuff in Kendrick. People are dying for Kendrick's uh, thoughts on it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the same way a lot of people look to like Dave Chappelle to speak for the culture. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of people look to Kendrick and Cole for that matter for their take on things. And we haven't really heard much from uh, Kendrick in the last three years, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He hasn't dropped an album since 2017, I think is when DM came out. So it's been a minute. Which could, um, be, which could work to our benefit, right? I, I hope so. I hope whatever I he drops is heat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then <clears throat> I know this wouldn't be possible, right? But uh, I would love to dig up Tupac and talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, could you imagine seriously though if Tupac became little John? He was just like, Yeah, yeah, oh, let's go. <laughs> that's actually that's like, just, like, like the whole that's like the whole argument. Is it like he you really had to go so far undercover, you know? That's like, wild. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love conspiracy theories though. I love me a good conspiracy. Okay, Shelby, that's your new podcast. It's conspiracy theories. Oh hip hop, hip hop conspiracy theories. Bro, you should absolutely do a conspiracy theory pod. I'm gonna, will get in on them. I'm gonna write it down. I need to do an episode all about conspiracy theories. My, you absolutely do. My students like they're obsessed with com- conspiracy theories. It's like the cool hip thing now. Like, <laughs> right. to, I got one. I got one now. Not back in the '90s. There's a, a conspiracy theory how. Kevin McAllister from Home Alone is actually Jigsaw later in life. Yes, I've heard this. I've heard that too. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah. All right, I want to let Jerome finish. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Okay, okay I'll, I'll wrap it up here. Um, just someone who's been mad successful and made it happen would be Jay-Z. And he spanned the time of, you know, um, we're talking mm-hmm. when Tupac and Biggie were mm-hmm. in their prime. Jay-Z was right there was with there Biggie and all this. You know what I mean? 
yeah, exactly. Right, rapping with Big L um, mm-hmm. and all that. This is the same time Nas is blowing up and Jay-Z is still relevant, you know what I mean? Right. And to see him, I would love to just talk to him because anytime he's interviewed, he drops crazy knowledge, right? Yeah. And so I just would want to learn from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, man, I think Aesop Rock, honestly, just a super interesting <laughs> dude, you know? And like his story's pretty crazy. And yeah, I just think he would have... It would be really interesting to uh, to interview. I think he's like a pretty smart dude as well. I mean, if you can't if you can't tell like through his rhyme writing, like he's got like the most words there ever. He's like very robust vocabulary. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. I got to get him to like come in and teach a class for a day. Just like <laughs> teach a vocab lesson. My man made a dope song about a frog from a frog's perspective right. <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. you gotta be you gotta be a little a little out there and i want to interview that person yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. i want to see I, what I they think that. i like the whole uh, who you'd interview that's a that's a really cool concept <laughs> I, I like that a down. lot but what i'm really interested in to be really honest with you is from everyone's different perspective of how you guys picked your artists and why like i almost want all of you to create like a playlist of like your what's your most important influential music that you think is awesome and like we all share them i'm like that i think would be really bad i would be, be down dope. i'd be down to do that yeah, I'm, I, down. I'm gonna yeah, we're gonna go for days and days at the end of this episode but yeah shelby put that together that'd be yeah dope. no i'll make a shared spotify where we can drop tracks in yeah i definitely would love for all of us to share that music as well One of the things that I could tell you, Drew, when I was making my choice for who I wanted to um, have on my team, so to say, um, I was, I think I was thinking very similarly to you. I was thinking about who was like most influential. Um, I think I was also thinking like, if I was stranded on an island and could only listen to five artists for the rest of my life, who would it be? And uh, those were my top five, just either because of like memories I have with them or just their tracks that they have in general, just stuff I could never get sick of. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love what, that. So, I was definitely go going ahead. like timeless. I was going like the things that I don't have to listen to actively for a long time, but like are like foundational in like what the whole, like what hip hop means to me as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Some is some of it's just undeniably so friggin' good. <laughs> so with us sharing who we would have on our team or who um, would be in our group, I think we can kind of start to understand like really maybe where a piece of our heart is when it comes to hip hop. Like what that category is that has really stolen a piece <clears throat> of our heart and will forever just be this like nostalgia for us right so what i really want us to think about what i want you guys to tell me is um what subcategory within the hip-hop genre do you find yourself usually um what do you have the most of in your library what do you seem to be um what seems to be your preferred subcategory of hip-hop like where is your heart when it comes to hip-hop um, I got I I know right off the bat for me it's like the, I like all like '90s boom bap stuff. Um, mm-hmm. A lot more East Coasty. Yeah. Uh, I like stuff that's kind of dark, 
Like it's really like kind of uh, like can be sinister in the poetry, you know. Um, stuff that has a lot, like a lot of implication, a lot of like angst in it, but like not in a in that not in like a whiny way. So like that's actually like I, I couldn't help but make a face when you said slug. <laughs> I knew you were, yeah, I had a feeling you were going to say that. I'm sorry, like, I just, I, the Lucy Ford album, oh my God, like, come on, man, like, what's okay, going on here? So I'm talking like pre-atmosphere, I'm talking headshot slug. I'm talking okay, becoming okay, into so, atmosphere slug, and like, that's who the slug I'm talking about. Well, and, and to that degree, that, that I, I really appreciate like all the rhyme sayer stuff, like the, yeah. Like, that's why idea actually came out for me because mm-hmm, that dude mm-hmm. was like, uh, like the pivotal moment of uh, like the like, uh, I guess hearing hearing something and, and like be, listening to hip hop that was just sort of obscure, um, you know, and that like leads to a lot of other things uh, like the, you know the, the bus drivers and the, so on, but um, it definitely like anything that's new, anything that's clever. And it, like honestly, if it's done well, like I, I when I was younger, I used to be kind of a stickler. I used to be pretty judgmental of stuff that I was like, mm, that's not good because I don't know why it's not good. Um, but like mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm not really a big Drake fan or whatever, but some of it's good. You know, like I, I you can't really deny what's good uh, if it's good. So what do you think? What do you think is it is that really like gets you to categorize something as good? What is so that? I, uh, go on. No, I'm asking you, what is that? Uh, so I think like uh, it really is like a, like an amalgamation of like the production and like the production of the music itself and like what is what emotions are being evoked, like are invoked. I don't know whatever the word, uh-huh. what, whatever the emotional draw is from the music itself, <clears throat> in conjunction with like the actual like like the that empathetic reaction. Like when I feel like I can understand what their feeling as opposed to just what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really like, it, it like turns something on for me. That's like a camaraderie that just kind of transcends like through the, through this like sort of like subculture counterculture kind of thing where it's like, I, you know, like I know a lot of people like have, uh, don't have a lot of like, uh, you know, necessarily like, like hardships, like a lot of the content that's coming out in some of the hip hop they love. Um, and I think that like when you can really, you know break down your own sort of walls and barriers and like feel something with somebody that's saying something pretty profound it's like it it sort of like transports you to this place where uh you know it it really uh it's inspiring it's uh it resonates with you yeah it resonates it's it's kind of heavy and it it gets you to uh you know think critically and consider your own your own uh you know circumstance Mm mm-hmm that's another reason why, like MF Doom, to me is just like, that's just that dude was that dude was insane. <laughs> yeah, um. <clears throat> I get that. I think I think for me, and you actually kind of got me thinking about this because, like, my generic answer is like, my heart is always going to be with '90s underground hip hop. Like, that is where I'm at with that. You have like Midnight Marauders, you have Illmatic, like you have so many big albums that came out in the 90s. I'm a fire. Yeah, just, you know, like one of one of my favorite albums is a far side album, Lab Cab in California, that came out. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's it came yeah. out in the night. Like there there is something to be said for that time. And I think 
a lot of what really intrigues me about hip hop during that time is like what you were saying, Hayden, beat production. Like I am definitely a person that is much more captivated right off the bat by a beat as opposed to lyrics. So I know that if I'm gonna have a song that I'm gonna listen to for the next 10, 20, 30 years, it's gonna be something that has a dope beat behind it. Um, but I also look at the rhyme writing skills of artists from that time and just um, how you can see this level of intellectual with that, with that writing and how it is something that like, what you're saying Hayden like either resonates with me because they are validating an experience that I've had and they've put in, they're putting it into a song or because it's somebody who is a rapper but they're not fitting into the stereotype of being a dumb unintelligent rapper they're like oh my god like the vocabulary they're i mean it's poetry you know yeah yeah and the 90s was like just like the, this breeding ground for all of that angst to be able to be put out and published in the, exactly right yeah, and, mean, and that's and yeah. that's my like that's my thing i feel like i feel like um writing a rap is very similar to write to it's a form of poetry and it literally is. yeah and i feel like i connect with the with the content of the poetry that is written during that time more so than i do now um and i and i mean this is me just being like nerdy english teacher too like i pay very close yeah. attention to like rhyme scheme and slant rhymes and worm and you know okay. word choice and things like that and it's just for me listening to um hip-hop from that time is also just more mentally stimulating for me yeah the, de the depth is is there for sure yeah um so. yeah so i mean that's that's gonna be the part of hip-hop history that will always have my heart is like 90s underground hip-hop so one thing that I did want to mention as well, and then I'll shut up for a minute, <laughs> uh, is that I, to me, it's also really important that um, like as you get to know uh, certain songs or artists that you like, um, like the the history of things is, is like very, very important to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I think like uh, who the individual is in their life uh, in general, like it's it really it really helps to build this uh, appreciation for what the music is what the poetry is that's that's with it and and like who this person is and what they're doing so there's like certain people out there that are just so undeniably badass it, and it doesn't even they it might not even be like you know it might not even be my my favorite or or, or ideal poetry or the the beats might not be exactly like what i would consider to be ideal but when you take the the, like when you take the history of hip hop as a whole and you look at the culture, it's like there's certain just like undeniable badass truths uh, that come from certain artists and certain people at certain times as well. Uh, and uh, that's also because uh, the availability of like media, what it just wasn't that way. So it's like, you know, like all the, all the like, like mm -hmm. the, from the 70s to the 80s stuff when it was like still very, very like nursery rhyming and like very, you know, if there wasn't records out yet, um, mm -hmm. that is uh, really important to appreciate. Like, it's, it might not be what I listen to actively, but uh, I mean, without that, we wouldn't have all of the stuff that we do love. And then we also wouldn't have the evolution as it is now. Mm -hmm. So 
I think the history of everything is absolutely important and like what the individuals are doing themselves like in their everyday lives. Yeah, no, I'm with you when you're talking about the evolution. That's why I think for me, when you asked the question, Shelby, when I was thinking back on it, I really couldn't choose just one, right? Mm -hmm. Like because hip hop is always building on itself. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So the influence from the early boom bap days, you know what I mean? Like um, to, to the eighties throughout that whole, uh, like the East coast, New York real, you know, uh, boom bap street parties, like corner, sh like mm -hmm. that all, the started on, on, all the, all the, all the b-boys and all that stuff too. Like all that stuff. Yeah. Like all of that, like the culture continues to evolve and change and my connection and my, my love for it does too, right? It's mm -hmm. a relationship that mm -hmm. I've had most of my life. And so there's, you know, like when DMX passed, right? RIP, mm -hmm. when he passed, um, I went back and gave It's Dark and Hell is Hot to listen. And it surprised me because I don't really listen to DMX on a regular basis. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm 36 years old. Like mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. But when I went back and listened to it, I could rap almost the entire album word for word, even the skits and everything. Not even yeah, knowing that all these years later that when it had that much of an impact on me as a kid, you know what I'm saying? So, but I still feel that way. Like with Kendrick's good kid, mad city, you know what I mean? Like I know that entire album. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, it's impossible for me to put it under like one category yeah. because it's all nostalgia, the stuff that became classics to me and right. really, really hit me were some of them were underground records. You know what I mean? Like, um listening to like aesop rock for example merce back in the day like yeah. all of that like that all had an impact on me but the same way that listening to illmatic or it was written for the first time mm -hmm. or you know like any of that growing up for me like you know i still feel some of that same connection it just changes so it would be impossible for me to just say one one subcategory yeah. because hip-hop overall is just it's 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 the one genre that there are no rules and everything is accepted right yeah. everything is accepted and everything draws influence from everything else underground draws influence from mainstream mainstream draws draws influence from underground so mm -hmm. many producers so many artists mm -hmm. cross what? over from underground to mainstream because of that so you know what i mean so yeah it just keeps changing so for me it, it, that evolution it would be hard to pinpoint one just sub genre, you know. Well, oh and what's uh, dude, been I, I love this guy, Drew. Drew dude, I, you're, yeah, you got it right, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you. you on, this dude. is yeah. why Drew is a celebrity. Yeah, you, know. you, got, you got the right man for it. Dude. I love that, dude. Thank you. No, but yeah, Jerome, what I was going to say when you mentioned DMX and going back and listening to that album of his, I bet you also you listened to it and felt complete different emotions when you listened to it, too. You know, yeah, I, like, I mean, why did I want to rob someone? I was 13. <laughs> like, <laughs> and why? remember like, being able to do that well i mean i remember i remember having that was not my life like, <laughs> i had it kind of tough but like i didn't need to rob old folks you know what i mean but like i connected sure? to that so much <laughs> yeah but no like i really felt like on some gutter and it's like that was not my life at all you know i did not have like these I don't know. I was a troubled youth, but we all are. We're all messed up kids in our own way. 
Well, right? Like right. we all have teenage angst, but why was I so connected to music about murdering people and selling drugs? I have no idea. Well, oh, I, I was going to say, Jero, I was going to say, I remember I went through the same thing, like not on that level, but when I listened to um, an Aaliyah album right after she died, mm. and I remember, what are you saying? Okay, I wasn't gonna interrupt you, but I was like hoping you were gonna bring this up. Yeah, I will never forget that day out of my entire life because of you. Oh, not because man. Of the, I don't... like because of the whole situation. Yeah, you, dude. I don't know why crying. it hit me so hard. Like, man, like she was, she was so young. It was just this like crazy freak accident that happened, man. And then I remember listening to her stuff afterwards, and like, I mean, even still to this day, I'm like. Man, like she was so talented. Can you imagine? And I mean, I think about I think about this with uh, Biggie and uh, Tupac too, where it's like, can you imagine the shit that they would be making if they were still alive today? Like, it's crazy. I go through this like, you know, debate yeah, in my but mind. Yeah, it could have been bad too. Well, well that's true. That's true. <laughs> it could have been bad. I, that's, that's what I was just saying. She could have gone totally Whitney Houston like, with it. You know what I mean? Well, I had somebody ask I had somebody ask me this question about Kurt Cobain one time like do you think it was a good thing that he pa like not a good thing that he died at an early age but do you think it was a good thing that his music career ended when it did and then people can just have that collection to remember him by or do you feel like he would and like would he evolve into something that wouldn't be as legendary as the stuff that he produced before passing and it's like i kind of wonder that about like biggie and tupac too like yeah. how, what would their evolution look like you know and so do you not have an answer to that i don't have an answer to it because okay. i don't know i can't answer the unanswerable question you know right. like yeah. so does someone living past their prime mean that they don't make okay so say they don't but make was the that their prime? music that they did before wait say that but again they yeah. passed their prime so say that people don't make the same the same influential music that they were doing at the beginning, correct? Mm -hmm. But say they don't die and they continue on their life. And say their music got mainstream, washed out, whatever you want to say. Does that make their music prior less influential? Right. No, that's that's exactly no. what I'm saying. Like, no, E-40's still out here dropping albums at 53 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? And people, I mean, I'm from the Bay. Let me tell you. E-40 is not as relevant musically, but he is the Bay Area ambassador. He owns the Bay Area. You know what I mean? Like, he will forever be respected. His music will never be watered down. Um, no matter if he's still doing no, and it. And it's unique. No, nobody else is E-40. Yeah, no yeah. one else. But you see, Snoop Dogg is America's darling now. How oh, did that happen? Oh, my God. Literally was Thank on trial you. for murder. Okay. And now he is America's darling. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he's way oh, past his prime that's... musically, but he's still relevant because he evolved, you know? Well, and he is he so... And, exactly. and he's such a smart dude, though, too. Like, the knowledge that he drops on, like... I mean, if you want to just keep it within the hip-hop category, like, he has a lot to say about that. But, like, I also don't know if you guys have watched any of the fights that he's commentated either, but it is... Yeah, it yeah. Is, yeah. The best, or any of the films he's acted in. Yeah, yeah. That or the animals too. The whole noises of like, you know, I'm about it. No, I really. Yeah. I mean, I really. I honestly can't tell you like what newer Snoop Dogg stuff I've listened to, but I've I follow him on social media, and I actually just like enjoy him as a person. I like. I like it. 
I'm here for it. No, I secretly want him to get married to Martha Stewart because you know that they are a bomb ass couple. Like you know, like I want to go to their cookout. I don't know what you're talking about. I know, about. and I love yeah. that I love his too. Wife, don't get me wrong, his wife is incredible, but like, yeah, him and Martha Stewart, they are the duo. He does, he, I like, I don't really know the exact backstory to this. I don't know if he does it or if somebody sends it to him, but he'll post all these videos on Instagram where people have edited his face into, uh, like, the one that I'm thinking of is, I think it's a Mary J. Blige. Let's get a first. So it's that whole. In this dancery. Yeah, Hell yeah. Don't need no hoop. That was a Dr. J. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's that song. It's the whole video, and you know, she's like doing her like 90s dance moves with her <laughs> yes. back, and somebody edited his face into it. So yeah, it's, yeah, him, yeah. it's him doing it. And he has like a series of videos like that where his face is edited into these just like, or like or amazing. Like him, him, or like him narrating like National Geographic stuff. Yeah. That's what I was just talking about. I was like, that's my favorite. Like anything, or, or commentating on fights and stuff yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything. Yeah. But that's just, that's just brilliant. Like, what it was is he just figured out, he's like, oh, dude, I can do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. It's, I mean, he can, though. He's the dog father, you know? But that's kind of the idea, right? I mean, like, <laughs> Why not? Well, it just goes to show you that your authenticity in this world is your only leverage. The reason we love Snoop is because he's unapologetically himself. Right. Yeah, so, so people can even think that it's corny and it's still authentic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's authentically, yeah, exactly. It's authentically corny, you know what yeah, I mean? But it's, but it's great and it's great entertainment. Yeah, like the whole fascizzle vizzle, like all that, like is is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous Why thing. Why not run with it? And it's corny, but it was Snoop, so it works. I have a question. I have a question for everybody. How do you feel about Action Bronson? Ooh. Oh, yeah, he's dope. Yeah, love that man. Love him food-wise and music-wise, dude. Yeah, yes, all of it. Yes. So, I mean, talking about like sort of, sort of like a new, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna get my hands in all the cookie jars kind of, kind of type of guy. Like, <laughs> That's so perfect for him. Oh my God, you need to say exactly. that to him. <laughs> and, and so it's like, it's like, why not? You know, and, and then also like in terms of the content, I'm like, I'm like, damn, like, it, it, you know, it's like, sort of like drill like what you're talking about the evolution of things like so we can make hip-hop now whatever we want it to be and we can stay everything as long as we have the conviction to do so there's so much gold there's so much gold tell really me yeah Hayden's totally right yeah tell me actually Bronson's incredible he's okay uh, yeah. so rhythm, so listen to the Blister's album Ooh, that's oh beautiful and it uh, is. It's beautiful. Dr. Lecter Dr. is a good album um, and, and actually, so like, who was it? Out, the Outdoorsman Click or group, group or whatever. Uh, his buddy, Mayhem Loren. So actually, when I went to Coachella, I got to smoke blunt with those guys. And they're like a year older. Like, they're like a year older than us, Drew and Shelby. I, Drew, I don't know how old you are. I'm old, but uh, you, you, Yeah. Well, yeah, so like, I mean, but they're like our age, they're a little bit older than us. And they're like, just the, they're just regular ass people, just the nicest guys. It's like, Dude, but that's uh, the thing. Like, we're at the age now where, like, people, I mean, we have this proof right here. Jero, who's a celebrity, like, he's not that much older than us. Right, right. Well, and also, like, in, in terms of getting up, like, this is a weird, this is a weird one. Actually, I don't know. You might want to edit this one out later, but, like, uh, so, you know, people under the stairs. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I somehow, when I was, like, younger, I just, like, inadvertently became Double K's 
pot hookup when he was in San Diego. Like, I don't know how it all happened. How did I not ever know that? Yeah, that's so weird. How did you get involved? That seems so not like you. I, 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 it was, I was like really about hip hop. So like, I was like, I, I was like the one, it, this is, it, this is trippy too, because, um, you know, there's a lot of like other little, like, like, uh, sub dilemmas that go into like that culture. Like, especially when you're in like, like kind of harder areas and stuff like, uh, of LA and, uh, what San Diego tries to do, but they really don't have, we don't have a very good music scene. Um, like I would go to shows and stuff and I'd be like, like basically I'd look like me, like kind of like frail, like ponytail white boy. And like, um, a lot of people were like, we're not having that. And, um, so I would be like, just like the only version of myself there. And like, I would be, I mean, I was all about it and like, I knew my stuff and whatever, but it, it was, it wasn't it, like, uh, it was the, this, this group of dudes, it was called the aesthetics group. And they were like, I don't know if they got picked up by like, that's one in double K or whatever, if they were like, just affiliated with, they were like all LA dudes. And, uh, they just invited, they, I, I think I randomly smoked weed with them or something. And then they invited me to their house and then I got to meet everybody. And this was like during like this is the same time. This is like during like all the, the R Kelly scandals and stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And like, um, so it was like, I, it was really crazy. In fact, like, um, I remember like going and like getting invited to like the, the, like the, some album release party and stuff and just like kind of sitting there and I'm like what the hell am I doing here like, this is crazy and uh and, and then like whenever dude would come into town I would just like meet up with him and like get to go to a show and like hook him up a little bit and damn um, I'm and like still it, waiting for that break well it's it's like it's it's people man just people are just people yeah no I get yeah. that I've I've met um evidence I've met Grouch and I've met Mers. And I remember, like, every time after meeting those dudes, I'm like, they are just people like us. And they have just gotten really lucky and produced some really fire music and, like, gotten a following, you know? Like, it it is crazy to see those people who, like, I have your music in my library. I've bought your albums. Like, you know, they seem like these just far-off distant, like, Hip hop celebrities, and t- then to see them like humanized, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, like they're not real, really. It's like, it's like, uh, yeah. Well, so actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because I wanted to touch on Dell. So you were saying uh, earlier that Shelby, you were saying earlier that uh, like the part of the nostalgia for you with me in terms of hip hop is is Dell specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Dell, especially the first album, especially which my brother George is here. Uh, and like all the like the thirty thirty stuff with with Dan Ott there, mm-hmm. but get this, I actually promoted a show once for him, and it was like A plus was there, so like hieroglyphics was like all like well going off. And um, I gotta say, I got to go for free. I got to be there. I got to like chill, meet with, meet with him, and do all this stuff. And I walked out. Why? I walked out. I was I was like pretty sure I was offended, but I didn't want to be. And I was just so disappointed by the way that he conducted it. So, and like, it bummed me out. And like, I think he was just, like pretty screwed up. Like, uh, A plus this? Had- this was Dell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sadly. Damn. Uh, I had a good experience with Dell. That sucks. Really? Like what? So you got to talk to him? Yeah. My boy DJed for him. So we were like kicking it backstage and stuff like that. And he was super chill, super gracious, but 
You know what I mean? I, I could have just got him on a good night. Well, no, I mean, it, I would say it probably depends on like what when this was. What's that? So, I, I think it probably depends on like when that was. Yeah, that's true. No doubt. Yeah, so this I is think like what, 10, 11 years ago. So yeah, when I, when it was like when I got to meet him and stuff, I, I think part of it too is that it was like the venue that he was playing. I, I think he just kind of like. I think it sounded more like off-putting than maybe it really was, but it was just like the uh, the crowd was like it was like college kids and like San Diego. It was like very like I think it just didn't really matter to him and like being yeah. somebody that was like so into like into him and his music and all of like how, like how verbose he was and like just like the concepts of like kind of like being a nerd while also being a badass and like. Uh, like saying these truths that like not a lot of people were, were saying, but like so, uh, I, I feel like I kind of got scammed in, in, in like this way. What and um, and what happened? The reason I walked out is because I, I think he like I noticed he was kind of just being drunk ish, and uh, for his last uh, for like the last song, like the banger, like the the, the Ender trick, you know, it was uh, he kind of like really like. Try to start rapping that verse from that gorilla song. Oh yeah, and then like did it or couldn't do it. Yeah, it was Finally, funny. Yeah. Someone let me out of my cage. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because like I know all of the lyrics and everything, and I, I still appreciate it for what it was. But like I try to remember it from that time because when I saw that, I was like so disheartened by the whole thing because then A plus had to come in and like actually finish the verse. For him. Oh, no. Granted, yeah. Granted, a lot of the people that were there, I think, were just there and like didn't actually care. So that might have been like one of the reasons why he's like, "I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give a shit." Really, it's like, you like half these people don't even understand me or what my music is. But I, I personally was like really disappointed. I was like, "No, now I have to leave," and I just I like made myself walk out during oh, the last man. song. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah, but. But like the, 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 the all this stuff is timeless, especially the first album. So one of the other things I want to ask you guys because um, you know when I think about when I think about my history with hip hop and you know I've had a hip hop podcast for a while and you know there is something there. I, I feel like I have this like love affair with hip hop, right? Like it's something I'm really passionate about. It's something that, you know, I can go on and on about as we have all done here. But I want us to think about um, maybe like our first memory with hip hop. Like what was it? Do you guys have a memory that you can go back to that you can think of that really sparked your love for hip hop? Like, was there a certain moment? Was there a certain track? Was there a certain album, a certain artist? Like, what was it that got you hooked? Drew. My race. Your race. <laughs> Straight up. Um, being black, right? And growing up in an all white neighborhood, being half black, whatever. Uh, well, I grew up in a black neighborhood, mixed neighborhood, and went to school. Drew, is it okay if I ask where you grew up? Yes, I grew up in, well, I went to school in San Carlos, but I grew up in San Mateo. Dang, all right, yeah. Yeah. I literally on the other side of the tracks. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's a, a really good Master Ace song, by the way. Yeah, like literally and figuratively. <laughs> so for me, I went to a nicer school, hung out in a nicer neighborhood, but I still had to go home. And so for me, it was something that I could, like, I was able to hold on to that felt more authentic. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And there's a very specific moment in my life 
where all my friends were skaters and all this and were very into Green Day. And they were listening uh, to Dookie, right? And that was like what everyone, all my friends, like we're talking like, you know, I'm like in like fourth grade or whatever. And still <clears throat> so I'm, you know, a kid and like influenced, right? And I'm like, but I'm still very much into this hip hop thing. Like where Nike's like, you know, like I can't really skate. It looks dope. And I really wish I knew how to, but I never learned, you know, so that just wasn't me. But you know, all my friends at the time at the school I was going to, that's like kind of the culture they were into. And I remember being at a Tower Records when those were still a thing yeah. with my mom. Mm-hmm. And we would go mm-hmm. and she would let me, every time she would let me buy one album. And I came up to her and I had Tupac Me Against the World in one hand and Green Day Dookie in the other hand. She picked up the Green Day Dookie, right? She's like, what is this? I was like, I mean, that's what all my friends are listening to. And she put it back and she was like, don't ever change for anyone, be yourself. And yes. she made it, she was like, you're taking this mm-hmm. Tupac. Now, little did she know that would then make me want to be a thug for like five years and I'd make it yeah. like hell <laughs> at that time. And she should have let me take that Green Day album. But yeah, that's but like, how it, oh my God. If you took that Green Day album, you might have been like, oh, weirdo, drunk, or a brat, you know, you never know. <laughs> Facts, yeah. You don't know, you know, but I do feel like looking back on it, that was a pivotal time. Mm -hmm. And I already was drawn to the music and listened to some of it, but that's when I was like, okay, like there was a clear choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, you literally had the two albums in your hand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's not like I'd never listened to that music. I listen to alt rock. I listen to classic rock. I listen to mm-hmm. I even get down with some country. I get down with EDM. Like I listen to a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? But Good. at that point, it was like this. OK, this is this is what I'm going to follow. You know, like this yes. is what I can relate to. You know what I mean? I love yeah. that. I can remember mm-hmm. uh, my first. I mean, I remember this clear as day. Um, I remember where I was, I was driving in my brother's old white pickup. We were driving down Loma Santa Fe, going to high school, going to school. Uh, he was a junior in high school, I was a, I was a freshman. And uh, my brother threw on the Hard to Earn album by Gangstar. Nice. And I remember, it was, it was actually, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, hard to earn. Hard to earn. It's got uh, "Code of the Streets." It's got the two that my brother played like all the time was that one, "A Long Way to Go," and then "To the Planet." He has like a whole painting with lyrics of "To the Planet," and then you've got like Mass Appeal on that song. Like you've got just so many fire tracks. And I remember that song coming on and like. My brother and his white pickup, like smoking a blunt, listening to Gangstar, so cool. and I was like, "What is this? What yeah. is this music?" And mm-hmm. I remember asking him, "Who is this?" And he said, "Oh, it's Gangstar." And I was like, "Can you burn me a copy of it when we get home?" And like, <laughs> when you used to burn CDs, yeah. Dude, and, yeah. And, you know, I think I remember you being like, "Have you heard Gangstar?" And like, showed me the first. Dude, that like that was the start of it. And my brother, so my brother had two. CDs that he went through that he like switched back and forth. Uh, one was a Danger Doom CD, and then one was Hard to Earn. And I couldn't tell you off the top of my head which Danger Doom album it was, but um, man, like Hard to Earn, like that's why that's why like Guru and DJ Premier are were on my team. Like I will like oh if I could see if I could see somebody perform, uh, it would be Gangstar. Like 
I wish I wish Guru was still around. So, I wish so you know. Watch that Mark Rebier thing that I was talking about. All right. It's, it's All gold. Right. I'll have like, to I, write I, it down. I picked it up. I like I put it on. I was like, wait, is that? Is that premiere right there? What would it? <laughs> well, dude, and what's so sick about that too is, you know, like you guys have heard about all these, like, you know, the archives, the backlogs that premiere has of all these guru tracks that he's yeah. releasing, you know? Uh, they, you know, they came out, what was it, a couple of years ago, maybe back in 2018, uh, 2018, 2019, where he came out with that uh, guru album, one of the best yet. And yeah, uh, that was wasn't that last year? I guess it might have been 19. Yeah, it was, it was either, yeah, it might have been 2019. Um, yeah. but I mean, like, you know, that he's just got an arsenal of guru stuff that we'll get to hear throughout the years. But, um, Gangstar, Gangstar is what got me hooked on hip hop. Gangstar is like the very start of the roots of it for me, and uh. Yeah, it, that's that's it. That was it for me. Once I once I heard the lyrics, once I heard the beats, I was just like, "What and is this?" Just instantaneously like the, intrigued. Yeah. Guru was like the last dude that could like righteously do like nursery style rhymes to you, and they're just hard as nails. Like they're just tough as tough as hell. And he's like telling you that you need to listen. You know? Yeah. Well, Guru his his rhyme pattern was very simplistic. Mm -hmm. right? It was like yeah. 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 But, yeah. And it was that nursery style, but he, he could tell a story. It's a long way to go when you don't know where you're going. You don't know where yeah. you're going when you're lost. Like, or yes, like, yes or it's, it's very truth, simplistic, but it's like, yeah, uh -huh. I, I feel you. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? That's the point. Right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. What I'm about, really curious. Drew, was, yeah, was, the, was there a moment for you? <laughs> so this is a little bit more difficult for me, I guess, to answer. Um, so the reason why I got really into this was, uh, I've had a very difficult, different, uh, family upbringing than most people. And so for me, I needed to escape my, not only like reality, but like my home and my, my life. And that's where I needed, cause I could physically distance myself from situations, but that wasn't helping me mentally or emotionally or spiritually or anything you want to say. Uh, so with that, I started um, hip hop dance as very young. And so that got me into, all right, I can feel myself and my emotions and I can express my way in a right way for me to do what I need to do, which I didn't always want to do and never wanted to do. And that's always a conscious decision that you have to make. Mm -hmm. um, with that being said, that is not the pivotal moment in my mind where hip hop hit me. Um, where hip hop really hit me was when I was about 14, 15 years old, uh, I was dating someone that was very relevant to my life and to what I was going through and who I wanted to be generally as a human being. And that person introduced hip hop to me and it wasn't introduced to me as hip hop. This was introduced to me as art. This is an expression. This is real. This is raw. This is true. There is no, you know, you can't deny any part of this. It doesn't matter if they're me or not. That's a real expression. And they're trying to be vulnerable. And if they're not being vulnerable, they really are underneath because there's something going on in all that. And so I guess for me, it was that pivotal moment when 
I was dating someone. I was in a 1993, like, neon green Honda Civic hatchback. Like, I remember it all. <laughs> and it was that Takao, you know, Method Man album. And that song. And that stole my heart. And then, which was difficult for me to pick those top five because, like, yes, I put Meth Man and Wu-Tang and all of that. But realistically, another very pivotal person for me was Ludacris. And that seems a little whack and wild now, right? Like, that seems like, oh, right, like, you know, area codes and whatever. Like, no. No, no, we don't get it twisted. Luda's got oh, bars. Yeah. Thank you. Right. It's not just bars, but it's like he's real about it. And it was that blueberry. And it was like, that was my life. That's all I wanted. I wanted to taste that blueberry and he was there the, with you. He was like it. a pioneer. Like, he was the first. And also, big ups to Outkast. Oh, 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 man. Andre. Oh, Andre. Oh, Andre. Oh, how? Boy and Andre, like, oh, oh my God. How did we not even mention Outcast, man? Yeah, Outcast. Yeah. Andre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love me some Outcast. Oh, all of them. Big Boy, Outcast. I mean, them together, them separate. Like, oh, my God. Them fashion, them music, them, like, intellectual, just all of it. Yeah. And, but and, I probably... What? And in terms of evolution too, I mean, like from all of their different albums, from like the like the Southern playlist all the way to like through Aquemini and stuff, like uh, Aquemini, all one of, of my it. favorite albums, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that too, but like look back at it. People are looking at Lil Nas X now, being like, "Oh, he's so wildin' and he wearing women's clothing and like, oh my god, an extension and shit." Like that. But it's like, bro, you tripping? Look back at fucking Andre 2000. He was wearing skirts and shit back in the day. I don't even get the names anymore. Like people, are like, what? Uh, like. Uh, I was asking, I was talking to some of my students about Lil Nas X and I was like, well, do you guys know who Nas is though? And they're like, what the? <laughs> that's somebody like, the. <laughs> I'm like, you have to start at the beginning. You know what I mean? But it's like, you, but you really can't because everyone falls into place. Well, and this, that's exactly I mean, what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is what we were saying is like, it is like, Hip hop is just like such a broad world that it is hard to like fully <laughs> understand. So, okay. Uh, Drew, Drew, uh, first of all, I think that like you, you make a bunch of really, really good points. Um, and now, so, okay. So uh, if to start, like, I think like in terms of like the distinctive moments, right? Um, I have had them always is, is really the way I look at it. So like, um, and that's part of why I love hip hop so much as as like a medium, so to speak, uh, as like a, as, as like a, as like a canvas of its own. So it's like uh, I, I distinctly remember the first time that I ever really like um, like internalized hip hop, and it was uh, listening like it was the first time I ever heard of Warren G and Nate Dogg. You ever the first time I heard Ooh, Warren G? <laughs> yeah, first time I ever heard Regulators, and I was like, oh, oh, oh man. Yeah, that's that song is something like instantly I think of you when I hear regulators. <laughs> I think that was like, like your, actually that was like Hayden's MySpace song back in high school. I'm pretty sure. Right, but so <laughs> but, but what's crazy is that so that and like a couple other moments and the like so when we were talking about this just now, I started to think about trying to, to like define a ah singular moment. Um, and I can't because everything that has like been introduced to me, uh, has led me to other things that I'm just so eager to see and learn. And it's like every single time that that happens, there's just nuance. And so it was like, I can't really remember exactly what the first inclination was, but like, like, uh, I will say that like, I, when I first, uh, I remember going to target 
back in the day. Uh, and uh, I went to, I remember going to the warehouse, and then it was like, you could same kind of things. Like, you could get two CDs, or you could get one CD of the two CDs, and it was like sort of this or this other extreme. And uh, it was either get uh, that Warren G album, or it was get like some Offspring album. And I was like, Mm, no, I remember my brother got Blink-182 and I was like, you're such a challenger. He's like, that's so, nah, not nah, about that. And, uh, but then, so in, in like, not liking the music that my brother picked and then like backing the stuff that I got, that led me to other weird things like, like my next uh, album that I got with Weird Al. And from there, <laughs> there I had it too, I, man, I had it too. <laughs> yeah, and so from, from there, I just started like to explore stuff and that's when I found <laughs> like a lot of the rhyme series guys, like the all the anti cost stuff, like Sage Francis and Idea. Yeah, Sage and, Francis, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so like to to me, it was like I, I feel really lucky actually. Like I feel like a lot of people are so like inundated with like what it has to be that they're not they don't allow themselves to like branch out and and sort of like appreciate things for what they are because they're different and mm-hmm. like. From idea, then I was like, okay, well, you know, where does this go? And then I found like, you know, like J Five and like Dilated Peoples, and uh, you know, all this other stuff. And uh, it, it's it's like so. Uh, how do I even put it? It's like every time that I have found something that is new and good, it changes my perspective, but only reinforces my previous perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, I don't like a lot of like a lot of the new stuff. But like, so I, I lived with this roommate and he liked uh, Lil Peep. Uh, yeah. And like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into it, but like, I get it kind of, or like, I gave it an honest shot. And like, there's a couple songs that like, I actually think are like pretty, like pretty, pretty good, like poetry and pretty, pretty good stuff. But like, I don't understand the angst is really, is really the issue for me. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> like when we grew up, right? Um, so much of hip hop was about selling drugs and killing people. Now it's about taking drugs and killing yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, no, that's <laughs> real. Like the ones that I really resonated with were like the ones with like, people are taking drugs and killing people. And yeah. I'm just trying to like not do those things, but I'm still doing those things kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and now it's like, yeah, now it's very much like us. So I'll just do myself in kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah. And like a lot, of, a lot of these kids, like all these rappers are dying young and like doing all this stuff. Like, okay, like for instance, Mac Miller. I didn't like Mac Miller at first yeah. at all. Um, but that, that kid was pretty dope, dude. He was pretty good. And then like, especially like the Larry Fisherman stuff that he did, like yeah. all those um, yeah. But it's a damn shame. Like, it's like that 27 yeah. Club kind of stuff. We talk about Kurt Cobain and like a Janis Joplin kind of thing where you're just like, oh man, would you have keep would you have kept on making good music or was it, you know, at, at its end of its run? Um, yeah. And, Go ahead. I, I just think that there's like so much availability now of instant media that like, it, it's, it's, it's like a numbers game really. Like there's going to just be so much drivel. There's going to be so much stuff, so much that is bad, but that in my eyes makes the truly outstanding and truly groundbreaking good stuff, despite really how it sounds, Amazing. This is why, like, I like, I like, uh, like, Odd Future, or like, um, like, I, I really like Girl Sweatshirt. Yeah. Yep, Wait, yep. Three Six Mafia isn't your favorite group ever? I'm uh, really confused. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. Like, I spent a lot of time as a young uh, enthusiast uh, trying to 
find reasons to dislike a lot of music that uh like a lot of hip-hop because it just wasn't i was like i was like uh you know paul wall is at, or like birdman's man or like whatever and uh paul wall spits bro dude fresh like green bananas. fresh like green bananas dude <laughs> um, but like and also i was like you know you listen to it again later like once you've sort of grown up a little bit like that's like like i'm not gonna lie dude i'm gonna listen to this whole belly track right now i'm like i'm listening to 50 cent right now on purpose <laughs> yeah you know, yeah. and when we when I first heard it, I was like, "No, nah, this isn't cool." Because I, for some reason, I've decided already. You know, and uh, good is good. Good is good. Yeah. Well, I have good. a couple of things to add to that, Hayden. Um, yeah. I like. So you mentioned two things. First, about how you know you feel like there's been this shift in the message behind music, where um, you know what was what was it that you said, Jero? Like. You used to listen to music where people were robbing people and getting shot, and now people are like killing. Yeah, people were murdering people and selling drugs, and now they're killing themselves and taking drugs. Yeah, and so yeah. so I mean that that's the crazy thing, and I think this is kind of what like is very mind-boggling to me, and honestly, almost even frustrating to me when I listen to some of the music now because. Um, you know, obviously, like, I am very loyal to a subgroup of hip-hop. You know, I have I have my comfort zone that I fall back on. Like, that's, that is just the plain truth. Um, mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, like, for me, I've always looked at music as an escapism, whether it's, like, really surface level, where it's like, I just want to listen to a good beat to get me from my fifth period class to my sixth period class when I was in high yeah. school. Or if right. it's something where it's like, all right, you know, I've got my really, really tough fifth period class coming up today. I need to listen to some motivating to get me going for the day mm -hmm. and get me in a good mood. You know, like music has always been that escapism for me. And I think what I worry about with some of the music now is that it could give people toxic ideas rather than separate them from the toxicity and I, I and I'm not going to generalize and say that's how everybody is because that's not I just no. think I it, like it, when you hear a mumble rap song you're like damn it that was good I, I right, like it for sure there's there's yeah. good mainstream and current day stuff out there right now I, I will acknowledge that but I think there's some stuff and I mean especially like I have a very biased point of view working with children too where I like know what they're listening to and I think about how that affects their psyche and I think about the different ideas that it gives them and the perception that it gives my female students about how females should be or how male student how my male students think that it's okay to treat females like and it's and I know that that was prevalent during our youth as well you know I mean like I said area code hose you know like yeah, that well that's what I was gonna say I don't yeah. think it's music these days right like I was listening uh to brother Lynch Hung who talks about like chopping up babies. I was literally you know I'm what I'm saying so like <laughs> but I never yeah, like yeah. grew up like wanting to murder babies you know right right but and I, I mean Eminem right like though. yeah the difference uh, is your kids unlike what we had they have social media so they're just exposed to way more we heard right. it or whatever but we weren't constantly taking in information yeah. from this mm -hmm. fake world all the time right so right. i could separate brother lynch hung talking about baby nuts and guts uh oh, yeah 
than yeah. my actual life where these your students right it's all one whether it's the music but the music is part of this alternate yeah. like alternative yeah. reality right. that isn't a real thing when it comes to social media and that's so much and they are with phones and technology they constantly have that pumping and, into them right well, and that's different than what we had yeah and so yeah, okay right. so I'm an M2. So, Andrew, and this, and this is the other thing that I was going to bring up is like the process of finding music is very different now, too. Like, sure. you know, yes. I, I remember like going back Rates to. Are all fine, dude. Well, and I mean, going back to the anecdote that I gave you guys of listening to that Hard to Earn album. Like, my mm. brother had to take the disc out of his car right, right. and I put it into my drive and uploaded it. And then, I mean, I would go to like Kazaa and like find yeah. the other music that I wanted to, right? Yeah, you know what? Lime what? Wire. <laughs> I know, Lime Wire. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I would have to seek out the music that I wanted. But which even means then, that's even then, that's still digitally digging through the crate kind of thing. Well, so like, but I mean, that's not going to the store and like really digging through these records. And yeah. Find it used to be, I, I would say one thing though, back in the day before we had all these streaming platforms, there used to be a real sense of, of pride and like, showing someone like yo you got to come over like that used to be a thing like yo i yeah. just bought this you got to come over yeah. and you would just sit there and listen to music with friends for you sure. know what i mean for sure and, and now we'll, pride, it was like a quality that you like like cherish like it's like oh that's that's my dude or that's my chick oh, yeah. yeah it shows yeah. me yeah. new music they, yeah. they look for new music i mean it, i like my mom my mom's like gift our incentive that she gave us like every few months we would get to go to the record store and go and pick out an album. And like, yeah. you know, and that and that was a thing. Like if you bought an album that wasn't really necessarily what you wanted, oh well, you'll get a different album the next time. And that was the thing, it was like, you you chose what you exposed yourself to. I mean, again, like I even remember downloading music and like I'm gonna download these 70 tracks by this artist, then listen to them all and pick the ones that I want. Like it was my own choice, it was my own process. And I mean, that's when we had our family computer at my house, when I got my one hour of computer time, that's what I was doing is I was looking up music and trying to figure out what tracks I was going to download Whereas now it's like people are going to push push whatever they want out to you and yeah. somebody already has an opinion about it. So your opinion you have is either going to be influenced by that person or hopefully you're just going to have your own opinion on it. But, you know, people have the choice as to what they push out to you and what becomes mainstream to where it's not even this like journey or this process to seek out the music that you want in your collection. So it yeah, is and it's like totally buy the ticket, take the ride, so to speak. In that sense, it's like, and thank and thank God for progressive parents too. <laughs> well, see, my whole thing with this whole situation is like, with me, hip hop didn't just introduce like a category of music for me. Like that is not at all what happened. Like hip hop introduced, I mean, not only a lifestyle but like actually a mindset. So hip hop introduced art to me. Yeah, and like not in the typical yeah. way that you think. Like. Hip hop actually introduced art to me in the sense of like thinking about music videos and cover album artwork. Mm -hmm. Like the process and the thought that goes in behind whatever it is, do you relate to that? Do you resonate with that? If you don't, what would you change? Okay, so talk to me about what you would change, right? Mm -hmm. Like tell me those differences and that makes you a different artist than what that makes me. And that to me is what all of this is about. 
you are different than I am, but I can respect you and understand you and we can vibe back and forth. That what this is to me. Like, you know, like hip hop showed me a whole different world outside of just music. Like it right. showed me I can express myself and be a human being and like, hey, I may be a child, but like I am who I am. You are who I you are. Feelings. We can see each other. Yeah. There we go. I dig that, Drew. That's, that's spot on for sure. Yeah, I like that. I know, like, I know, playing off of what you said, Drew, like, I know uh, hip-hop music got me into writing my own rhymes or poetry, and, you know, <laughs> it let me see that whole process in a different light, too, you know? Yo, and yo, hold on, hold on. I, I'm sorry to interrupt because this sounds like a very deep thing you're going to say, but let me ask, has anyone made a rap song here? Be honest. <laughs> yeah. I I I have yeah. made yeah. a rap song yeah. and put it on top of a beat. It oh, is sitting in my library, never to be exposed to. <laughs> no, anyone. you gotta play that, please. I'm like, it needs to be on the background check right now. Like, <laughs> where is this? I'll add right, it to so the playlist. I'll add it to the playlist. Please, oh Here's my God, slap I have to be like, hey, all the top three artists you need to know right here. Oh, okay, so de la song. Oh man, this is okay. So I said that the other day, and Michael goes, "What?" And I'm like, "De La Swan," and he was like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "That's De La Swan." He wasn't around for that. Only, only a special and privileged could be around for that, right? He wasn't around for that. He didn't go to school with us during those times. De La Swan was that your was that your rap name? It was my nickname in high school. Just her name in general. No, never. And and everyone called me De La for short. Yeah, okay, even teachers, man. Yeah, teachers would too. Remember Miss Leia? Really? Nick Sadolnik so, used to come up like Dela. So Drew, that's like dude, that's like crazy. Okay, so this has all been something that's really been interesting to me because I, I like so uh going back to distinct moments, I, I uh decided to start writing after I heard a specific idea song of all of all songs. And it's, uh, really? it's, it's that song, Weird Side. It's off of uh, Many Faces of Oliver Hart. And it's like a kind of a short track and it's like a little hokey sounding. It's not really very hip hop -y sounding, but like what he says is is like, was so profound to me that I was like, okay. And um, because I, I, at the time when we were younger, all of us, like I, I really thought that there was like, like a, like a very like, like an ethnic disconnect for a lot, like a lot of people. And like, like I wasn't allowed to be able to make poetry like that. And so, like, even yeah. to this day, yeah. I hide all of it. So, like, I have, I, I've been, I have been writing rhymes. I actually just, I mean, I write, I try to write every week, but um, I've been writing rhymes since I was like twelve or thirteen. Really, actually, like, oh my gosh, this is like something that I that I enjoy, and like, I, and I could get away from this idea that you know that I'm not allowed to, but yeah. still never translated into I'm allowed to in, in this weird way. So, like. I, I started doing like sound and stuff and like I like I like obviously going to shows and whatever and like even to this day I I'm 31 now and I still like I have uh, I I recorded my like first like freestyling videos of like just myself like by myself uh like on my mom's birthday one day because I just to see like what it sounded like and I still like wouldn't show it to anybody mm -hmm. like I show it to like very select people and like uh, I'm like pretty sure the re the reaction that I'm going to get is like not what I want but I also like I don't like embody it like that like so like I have my whole moniker and all this other stuff too which I I think is really clever but it's like definitely like a pitch you know it's like it's like 
I can't, I'm, I'm not going to just sit there and like embody this, uh, this, this person, which I do think is almost like a weird alter ego. Um, and so like, I have, I've definitely made, I have like a lot of content, but I'm too much of a to ever show it to anybody. <laughs> But that's like, that's so interesting that you bring that up though, because I mean, that's like, that's part of being an artist, right? Like you're talking about how you have to be this alter, there's this alter ego. Like, I mean, how many other artists do you think you see that with? Like we're, we were talking about like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and you know, you don't think that they have an alter ego? Like I'm sure that they are not like that in their normal day-to-day -day life, but they create this alter ego that matches the rhymes that they write, you know? Like Well, so the the thing that I realized is that yeah, that's a really good point. So the thing that I realized is that uh, like the angst is coming through and the poetry is like is coming through in different ways. So like for instance, like stuff that you write uh, like under like a certain moniker or whatever, and then like freestyling stuff is like a separate sort of individual and then like your day-to-day -day life is is this is your raise your regular is like me the way i would be but um to what i understood at a young age which i do think is like pretty falsified really is that uh the persona that a really like true hip-hop head like a true artist is is like indicative of their everyday life and i always just felt like like an imposter like a hack about it like like i'm not like i'm like it's not you know, it's like more of like a like a bit than it is actually the truth. But in reality, that's like maybe the realest that I ever am is when I write these things that are just coming from the depths of hell within myself. And um, and I think everybody has done this. Anybody who's journaled or anybody who writes any poetry at all, um, you know, that is like a, a, a version of yourself that is like, arguably more real than the one that you roll through with your day-to-day -day life. Well, um, I mean, what makes you an artist, really? What right, does it? I think the only thing that makes you an artist is pain and expression. That's the only thing we all have in common with everything. Well, and you it's know just what? Pain. That's a good I point, will, dude. I will yeah. add to that, though, too. I think that this is something that has also evolved with time as well, because it's like, I remember when I was younger, listening to stuff on the radio, and I remember having this thought of like, did this actually happen to this person or is this just right. something that they're writing about? Yeah. Is this authentic? Is this person right. really out here? Like I'm actually a hundred breaks a week. Like, right. well, and then, like, talking about, like when little Eric jumped off of the terrace, you should have been watching him. Apparently you ain't care. Well, and yeah. let's talk like, about the real song about the homie who raped his own mom. Dude. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's and so, yeah. So actually I like, I was going to use this as an example because like I've actually researched that song dance with the devil by immortal technique. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, okay. I, like, yeah, I like I've researched it's, it's hard that, for me to hear. Yeah. I've researched that yeah. song along with and another, another, the other songs that come to mind are like a lot of atmosphere songs where he writes about this person, Lucy. Right. And so, mm -hmm. um, an entire album. Right, I, I, more than an entire album. I mean, yes, he has many. a whole Lucy Ford album, but yeah, he has, he name drops And her. then all of, all of God Loves Ugly. Right, yeah. so yeah. I think, I think I had a lot of times in my life where I had asked myself the question, and I know this happened a lot more when I was younger, of like, did this actually happen? Did, are they actually writing from experience? Or is this just like, does this make for a good song? But I think also as I've gotten older, um, we see this a lot more with music now where it does 
it is more coming from the heart. I think a lot of um, a lot of news and stuff is covered in an artist's life now to where we know what is true and what is false. I mean, hey, if we want to even like talk about Taylor Swift, like, okay, we know, like we know about the stuff that she writes about, who that's about. And, you know, it's like, there I are artists- I would have no idea. So right, well, that, that's the thing. Like we know, we know so much more about these artists that we listen to, to where I think we can probably like, take a guess as to what it's about. And for the most part, we just assume it's coming from experience. But I don't think that's well, yeah. always, I don't think that's always been the narrative though. Like a lot of people don't like, I guess now it's classic rock or like pop, but a lot of people don't like, they, they didn't realize that like, you know, like George Michael's songs. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, he might've had to say he was talking about a woman, but he was really talking about a man. Like that should have been allowed. And so like, there's yeah. so much underlying stuff that goes into there, into that. like. Um, I think that's actually one of the reasons that Eminem was so, so good in that in that era too. Mm. Like when hip hop was really like he, he like really earned it in that way because he's like, dude, are you guys serious right now? Like you, you, that's what you got out of this? Like people, he like he would say words which, granted, like obviously it doesn't age well. You should be like that, but right. um, I know. but like so then he does like the MTV Movie Awards with Elton John. And Elton John is the one who decided to do it. So it's like, you know, people are tripping out on him like he's a like he's bashing him or like he's a homophobe or something. And like, you know, one of the one of the tried and true pop stars, pop, genuine pop stars from uh, ever, is um, is is doing a duet with him. You know, so it's like, um, I think that there's just so much media coverage now that like, it doesn't have to like. People, the, the, the new kid, like the, the, I almost said new kids on the block. The, the new artists are like, they're able to like tap into this really sort of dark side of their emotions um, in a way that doesn't have to be embellished as much, but still like is through, through their own anxiety. Like, um, like uh, what's a good example of, dang, uh, I can't think of it. Uh, like it, I don't know uh, that oh, little dude, little peep. I didn't like that guy because I'm like I think I feel like this guy's whining. And then he, there's one, there's one song. I don't know if it was him or if it was another guy, but it was one of those type of guys. And it, the lyric is "Abracadabra, I fucked up my life." And just that in and of itself spoke so much to me about how this this new evolution of this art actually does matter because there's there's such an availability of information that they don't have to like say things in certain ways and they, they, they can really like not pull any punches and uh and and i think that's actually probably the most like noteworthy and beautiful part about like this the new evolution of what people people are are rapping like or how they're rapping and what they're rapping about mm -hmm. yeah it's like uh it's uh it's it's crazy it's, it's really crazy. I, i'm really curious to see where uh hip hop is going to be in like 10 years 20 years yeah i've thought about that a few times too just because like i still think about like it's been 20 years since most of the stuff that we really like resonate with and we, we hold through mm -hmm. yeah. but like for instance like like Jerome was saying like dude like i love big pun but like i don't know if i'm down to like be talking about how somebody's not a killer or not you know like <laughs> So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's very important. I think to just like, to, to understand like this, like the, uh, 
the availability of that as like a resource. It's like, uh, I mean, Eminem and other cats like that too were like very much in this like transitional phase of like, yo, you guys, we're saying stuff and like we have real anxiety and like some of it's true and other people are more honest with, than others. But like, definitely don't like go do any of the shit that I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's go back to original 1990, what is it, 1973 or something like that, if you're Master Flash, The Message, like that was one of the original things that came out, like, you know, if anyone really listened to what that's about, that's about stop doing cocaine, like, you see what is happening to our community and everything else and everything that comes along yeah. with that, you know, and I mean, and that's supposed to be like the beginning of it, but well, you can think realistically, well, I mean, realistically, if you think about it, like if you really, really think about where hip hop came from, I mean, hip hop comes from the idea of mixing musics together, right? It, so having it all, tracks. It all, and you have to compile it. I mean, that's the beauty of the sample, right? Yeah. Right. But if you think about further back than that and where that came from and where every oh, single R&B, genre disco. came from, everything comes from slave songs, singing to get free. Singing to meet your family, singing to do what you needed to do to take care of things. And that's what turned into these messages. It's culture created out of hardship. You know, and that's that's really what it is. Yeah. Which, uh, Drew, I think you'll you'll appreciate this too, too, Drew. That's why Nas to me is like, uh, I'm very thankful that like the the Illmatic exists because that was what, 93 that that album came out? And he was like 18, 19, 20 maybe at the most. And uh, that's arguably his best uh, album, and it was like a one-off, and like had all these great producers on it. So, mm-hmm. uh, with that said, it's like that was one of the first albums that like had a litany of producers, not just one producer. And uh, and and he was just a kid, and it was it was so amazing because, like, you, you know, uh, it really showcased that like that triumph through adversity, that struggle. Um, Ice Cube was another really one of these uh, really like. Straight up, just like what the, what, you know, uh, is going on here. So I mean, uh, I think it's really important that like uh, that hip hop as a culture has dug its hooks in and like really sunk in and now it's like the fact that people like people always kind of complain about it being mainstream, but I think that it. I'm so proud of it for still being the ultimate counterculture movement aside from like uh, everybody being a weird hippie uh and it's not only persistent but it's like an entire industry now um and like people like the drill like you were saying like jay-z like although i'm pretty sure that there's some weird conspiracy that he got big big out killed or whatever but uh <laughs> that dude that dude just like he's like why not or like uh, uh even did p diddy like dude, sean puppy come dude make sean john did like um or or dude uh uh what's his name russell uh in run the mc guy oh russell simmons yeah russell simmons exactly like that's he's your first mogul you know and uh as as a culture it like it it really was the way to take what was about to be taken taken away from everybody and just done right like it, it was it was really like it's always going to be a stick it back to the man kind of thing it's like really like yeah you, you know well, you, yeah you and i and i think that there are a lot more artists well i think there are artists there are listeners who 
are beginning to realize that or see that and understand that that does exist as the counterculture of hip hop as well. So that's why I can have a lot of respect for those artists who do understand the power they have on the microphone and in producing an album and they use that um, in the healthiest way that they see possible. I mean, especially like we just got out of 2020, we got out of a crazy year. And I remember just thinking like, oh man, there's gonna be so much good music that comes from this. Yo, and just, yeah, yeah. Yo, don't you think it's kind of interesting? We don't have a Rage Against the Machine. We don't have a public enemy right now. We don't have anyone who's that uh, like politically driven. Like mm -hmm. we have a lot of deep rappers, you know, like I said, Kendrick, a lot of people listen to Kendrick for his social commentary and J. Cole and all that, but we don't have like that artist who's no. like, Fight the power, fight the man. You know what I mean? Like that's. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, I, I think see that's absolutely true. The only person that I would see, maybe kind of on that level, but not even necessarily, would be somebody like Brother Ali. Like he definitely he, he takes a political and he has like he shares his like religious beliefs, but. He doesn't, it's it's never anything that's like call to action or yeah, anything Yeah, a lot like of that. artists do that though. There is no public enemy though. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. Well, and I, but you know, one of the things is I think it just takes sort of, it takes time to like let the, the, the new sort of uh, against the grain, whatever it may be, artist or song or, or just style or ideal sink in because it's got to go it's got to go up the hill to kind of to go down the hill you know it's got to do i disagree I, I i disagree because think about nwa like you know okay, what I yeah. mean? like we all thought about rodney king and everything going right. on so what about floyd like you know so okay. anderson popped in lockdown but like what what is that the biggest thing that's out there no 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 what i'm saying is this is that now that we have all these things in existence like nwa is like not that it's, it's not that um controversy it's not okay. that controversial anymore so it's like that was like a literal point in time during the era where it was like absolutely the police and it like nowadays like people are like oh yeah obviously police like you know of course like you gotta but do then why are you doing anything about it like you know what i mean like so that's who's, okay. who's you know, gonna make the call to action i think is what we're yeah, all right, saying yeah. like where is well, that call so to action i think there's just so much availability of media and resources now that like it's it's people don't really have it's to be hindering so us. say it again i said that that it's hindering us that we have so much available to us that we don't know where our you know our compass is going right, to point so, to we don't know what to land on right and so what i think it does is it desensitizes a lot of people that don't have actual experiential yeah. like empirical uh evidence to something to a movement to a to an ideal to a thought and it just allows like you know, like for instance, like um, like most deaf is a good example of like the stuff that most deaf is talking about. Um, nowadays, kids or people are, I shouldn't say kids, but nowadays people that are just getting into certain things like hip hop, they're not going to see that as substantial, like how maybe like someone like I did or like you guys did. Um, and what he's saying is stuff that like was not common knowledge. It was not, people weren't privy to that. Like, uh, dude, Eric B and Rakim, like, for, like straight up, that kind of stuff. Uh, that that nowadays would just be like kind of poo poo, but like oh cool, cool, cool. So you're talking or whatever, like oh blah blah blah. Like and so uh, I, I think that um, it's it's really starting to become a lot more focused inward, sort of like we were talking about, like 
these the, 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 like uh what, what did you say Joe? like now it's all about like hurting myself and not like you know it's, and it, it, it bums me out but i think that it's actually really important that uh that this happens because what we get from this yeah. is going to be another evolution another stepping stone into some gold and not to say I, that, that i agree with yeah absolutely um, and so I think that that's what the, one of the beauty, like the, the, one of the more beautiful things about hip hop as a whole is that it's it's the framework is designed in a way that it can always evolve if it's done well. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna wrap us up with our final question here, and I'm gonna ask you guys, what three songs would you suggest for listeners to check out? and why so imagine as though you've got like virgin ears coming on to the show they've never heard a hip-hop track before if you could only recommend three tracks what would it be and why can we do six where it's like three no, of them lyrical no. three of them beats? three you're limited to three you're limited to three i made it challenging for a reason okay i guess i'll go first because i i literally haven't chosen until this second <laughs> stuff like all right gonna be very like on point Let's i've had it. too many to choose from so uh first off i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna go with common and i'm gonna say coming home go ahead that is one of my all-time like i mean we are sampling from gil scott heron like let's go ahead and be real about it let's listen to some real old school that brought in some really real experiences and feelings and like i believe everyone can relate to this no matter what this okay Two. wait wait this isn't the song that you just said but i have to play one more song that always makes me think of drew is it lit it's a common song okay. wait drew did you say lit like the band wait <laughs> no not like the That's it. Oh, Drew, that's the cut. That's one. That's... Honey, that's a song. Dude, three, three <laughs> Wait, songs are not home. Three songs are not home. Yeah, that's a song. Yeah, oh, shit. That's that track again. What? What's the name of that track again? I have it as So Far To Go in my library. So Far To Go, So Far To Go. It should be in parentheses coming home. Oh, yes. I'm so Is happy. It? <laughs> no, it just says so far to go. Okay, it's so far to go from Common. It should be in parentheses coming home. It, yeah, it's, mm. it's beautiful. That, dude, Drew, that cut, oh, always makes me think of you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very, very real one for you that hits uh, home, that hits childhood, that hits Where, future. Isn't that produced by... It's a Jay Dilla, it's a Jay Dilla track. It's, I'm yeah, okay, it. it is produced by Jay yeah. Dilla. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Jay Dilla. Yes. Okay. And then I would, I would say my second one would probably be... Uh, but I have to throw Chance the Rapper in there because I love him and I love what he stands for and what he has to say. So, I mean... Love all the acid rain and everything, but I'm gonna have to go with everybody's somebody. Okay. And that's gonna be my chance the rapper, everybody's everybody wow. is somebody. I'm gonna write all these down. This is good. This is good yeah. stuff. We're gonna add them to it's, the playlist. No, just, just oh, so yeah, like get it. So what I'm saying is like we all should make our playlist and then like we'll connect yeah, yeah. and we'll listen to each other's, right? 
Okay, so then my very last one. This one's tough. I'll probably say Nas, and I'm probably gonna say the Get Down. Oh, and nice. that for me is okay. Like, close your eyes, really listen, take that in, like, feel that, like, understand and like be a part of that song. Like, understand the journey of it. Don't just be there for the moment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, go with it. Like, take that in. And I think that's the scariest thing for everyone is that people want to know what the journey is about before they sign on, right? That's completely the opposite of life. Like, you gotta sign on and then you're gonna journey. Like, that's the and whole point. Like, everybody's journey. Yeah, I like it. Too. Exactly. Everyone's mm. gonna be different. So I think those would be my three. Solid song choice, Drew. Nice. I like it. Uh, I'll give you three perfect hip hop tracks. I think they're unequivocally perfect. Every lyric, every beat, every part of the track is perfect. Uh, I will go Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, mm -hmm. Songs, again, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, I would go Outcast, Elevators. Yes. Uh, and then you already took a Nas song, so I would go Kanye West, Gorgeous, with uh, Raekwon and Kid Cudi on it. Ooh. Is that? I think yeah, that, that, that track's perfect too. Right. Is that from that? Mm -hmm. Is that what album is that from? Uh, my beautiful twisted dark fantasy. Okay, yeah, because okay, yeah. Wait, so if you and had to I'm pick right a there Nas with you with Kanye too. If yeah. You did, if you were gonna pick a Nas song, which one would it be? Because I got, I was gonna pick a Nas song too. Man, I got a few. Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, lyrically, I mean, he's he's undeniable, but um, world the yours. world is yours is just crazy because yes. it's super inspirational. Oh, oh my god, dude, that you song! It, that song hits like the first time every time. Yeah. Wait, wait, you cut out. I didn't hear what you said. I said that song. The world hits, is yours by Nas. World is yours world by Nas. Yeah, I said that song hits ah. like the first time every time. Mm. It's a good one. Can, can we all just pick three Nas songs too? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Hayden, what's your three? Okay, I'm gonna go obscure on this. I'm gonna go like things that I want people to listen to that they might uh, might not before, not just, cause I really like uh, Drew's idea of like, just uh, like tonally, lyrically, uh, musically sound, like tried and true, you cannot mm -hmm. mess with it. Um, but I'm gonna go like obscure things that might get people to listen to other new stuff. I like um, it. I'm gonna say, uh, Weird Side by Idea, okay. right? Um, it's a short track, it's good, it's easy, it'll get you thinking. Um, I, I would have said, I mean, if we're doing Nas songs, uh, uh, New York State of Mind and Life's a Bitch with AZ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 and then, um, let's see, God. Uh, Deep Fried Friends by Doom, MF Doom. And, uh, God, there's too many. I just want to. Well, you gave us three. Well, you got three, so we're good. Oh, and I'm like, you know, just listen to hip hop. All right, I'm going to share my three. I feel like I approached mine just like Jero did, where I felt like these were three just like rock solid tracks. Also, three tracks that. Um, I would recommend to anybody, um, I would put this in like the beginner's book of hip hop, I guess, to get a person hooked. Um, 
my first, truck, hip hop, my first hip hop. My first one is gonna be passing me by the, by the far side. Um, nice. Just that's that was one of the first. That was like right in there with my uh, gang star days. Was Far Side. Uh, far Side is like one of my favorite groups. So uh, passing me by, classic. Um, my next one would be Robin Hood Theory by Gangstar. Ooh, nice. Uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yep. Yeah, that like, oh man, too much to say about that track. I I've thought about getting lyrics tattooed on me before, and if I got lyrics, it would come from Robin Hood Theory. Like that whole chorus in there, and just like, and it's such a simple beat too, but the whole message behind it is just amazing. And then my last track would be Breath by The Grouch, which, um, again, just, oh. I was, yeah. Just, I was, I kind of thought, thought you were gonna mention The Grouch earlier, but yeah, but you did. Yeah. Uh, she did. A little bit. Yeah. yeah I, you don't remember that? Yeah. The, so, was, I, was I running around? Cause I, I, I didn't hear I don't know. I mean, I wish I wish I could have gotten more. I've met the Grouch before. Uh, super chill dude. I've I like I have so much respect for him. I think he's evolved a lot as an artist as well. Like, um, you know, he's he's very gifted, and I think uh, just in the, with the Grouch in general, there's so many tracks of his I could fall back on and just get lost in forever. But that track, Breath. Um, I don't. If you don't like that track, you've got to be a crazy person because it is such. It, the whole message behind it, that that's my jam that I throw on. I was talking to you guys earlier about like when I'm going to school and I know it's going to be a rough day that day. Like that is the track. I have a 45 minute drive to school and I will play that track on repeat for the full 45 minutes to get me <laughs> pumped and ready to go for the day. It's such a feel good song. So those would be my three. Um, Anyway, I feel like it's only proper for us. We said we we're gonna make this playlist. I feel like we've gotta like make the playlist and add it into the show notes to add to send it to our listeners too. So I'm gonna do our part and throw something together, get some tracks put together for this. And I do wanna thank you guys all for joining me and uh, just talking a little hip hop with me. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, can thank I get you, a shameless? Shelby. Uh, Shameless promotion in Shelby. Oh yeah, let's get it. Let's get a promo in here. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, do we've it. got the celebrity in the house. So <laughs> make sure you follow me on Instagram, the J Row Show, the J R O Show, and of course, check out Flipside Radio every Sunday evening, FM ninety point one KZFR KZFR dot Every Sunday nine thirty, tune in live. We'll do it. It's fun. All right, now you have to. Now you just have to make sure to give me a shout out on your show. I'm for sure gonna plug you. I'm gonna talk about it tonight. Thank you guys for joining again, and uh, we will see you next month on That's What She Said. And hey, Shelby, thank you. Yeah, this thank was you, fun. Shelby. I love you, Dela. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna start calling you that from now on, Dela Swan. I love that. That's it, Dela Swan. That's throw, it all day. Throw it I'm back. changing your name on my phone. ASAP. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on this month's installment of That's What She Said. Please give us a follow on Instagram at that's what she said underscore pod. Please also follow us on your listening platform for updates on our show. I'm also always happy to take episode suggestions, so shoot me an email at that's what she said dot listen at gmail.com. Don't forget to drop in the first Thursday of every month on That's What She Said. 
Gucci in the streets, but they talk to me kindly. Coming in hot in the morning and nightly. Fellas talking smooth, but I put it all behind me. Birthday suit wearing with the footies real shiny. Don't tell me who to be or my brain capacity. Eccentric, authentic in your nasal cavity. Don't tell me who to be or my brain capacity. Aesthetic, electric, full transparency. I can give it all a day or throw it all away. Some things I should be knowing while some other girls be out there. Oh, you know, and as a matter of fact, these looks aren't the half So here is where I say, don't tell me who to be or my brain capacity Eccentric, authentic in your nasal cavity Don't tell me who to be or my brain capacity Aesthetic, electric, full transparency There's where I go, but here's what I'm doing Sitting, writing rhymes while emotions are stewing Ruling, this is something that I'm doing Pencil to the paper isn't worth pursuing The answers aren't fluid, but Who to be or my brain capacity Eccentric, authentic in your nasal cavity Don't tell me who to be or my brain capacity Aesthetic, electric, full transparency